The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come. What for? Train in the trees, please. What my sycamore? And thanks so much for joining us. Hey, it's Nookie Bishop Jr. here with T. Petty, as always. Episode 67 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. T. Petty, a lot to go over with you. Listen, I've seen all the pictures on the gram. I saw you out there, sparkly dresses. I've seen like helicopters in the background. Um, I've seen what appeared to be some type of exercise dance class that was going on. You went to New Orleans for a wedding. Fill us in on all the details. Uh, what up, what up? Your girl is back after five days in New Orleans. Uh, love that city. I don't know why I don't go more often, like every other month. Um, yeah, down there for my girl's wedding. It was an honor to be included in her 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 circle of amazing women that she knows, her, her family, her and her husband's family. It was just a good-ass time, so... Let's see, what did we do? We went to a twerk class. Okay. You twerked it out? Yeah, no. So whatever it is that you need to have to twerk, your girl don't have it. Black Jesus said no. (laughs) But it was a good ass time. Then we went to, you know, dinner, dressed up for that, looking fabulous. Uh, Friday was kind of, I mean, low key, Relatively, it was low key for New Orleans, I guess, but we did, you know, hit the streets, went, did a little eating, little dancing, a little Cafe Du Monde. We'll talk about uh, these little strange boys that live down there. I don't know what that was all about. Okay. Uh, Now, define strange boys. So, I mean, literal boys. So, as we all know, I'm a woman of a certain age and a boy who is less than half my age thought it'd be a good idea to try to talk to me. Like, sir, you are 23 years old. I got draws older than you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't make enough money to ride this ride. Good day. It was cute though. I guess like in a way, like an endearing kind of puppy. It's cute for about two minutes and then it started licking you too much and you're like, nah, now nah, I realize why I never had puppies. Okay, okay. In that kind of way. Uh. Let's see. What else did I do? Saturday was a wedding. Okay. I mean, we had everything. We had good food, good music, open bar, a second line. The bride and groom departed from the reception in a helicopter. I mean, what more do you want? And then we hit hit the streets for an after party, uh, which I left at 2.30 or 3 o'clock. But then there after the party... I did it because I am a woman of a certain age <laughs> and I had a flight the next morning. Now, you know, your airline that you prefer, the opposite of North, opposite of East, mm-hmm. I'm done with their asses. Oh, can I get done. your drink tickets? Yes. And you can also get the voucher that they sent me for getting me home 
five and a half hours after the time I was supposed to be there. I was furious, Mm -hmm. furious. So fuck them. But they could not uh, steal my joy, even though they were being devils, because that wedding was everything. I'm still recovering. That's what's up. So congratulations uh, to the new couple and uh, the helicopter thing. That's that's a big floss. That's that's a huge floss. That that's. Big. I mean, if you're not leaving your reception in a helicopter, what is you even doing? Why am I here? That's what's they up. ruin weddings for everybody else. So don't even invite me if you can't do it on that level. Mm-mm-mm. No helicopter, no invitation for Too Fatty. I can dig that. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed New Orleans. You know, that's my city. My grandfather was born there. You know, I got uncles, cousins, a whole lot of family down there. So I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. And hopefully in 2022, we can all uh, return to normal and make a trip to New Orleans. Part of that, you know, it's a big football game down there on Thanksgiving, a professional football game, including my hometown team. Uh, I would say that I would like to go to the game, but I'll probably be on Thanksgiving, just on my couch, uh, finishing up the third plate and uh, watching the game since it's about the four o'clock game. So that's how that goes. So let me ask you something. Yes, ma'am. Did you know that in New Orleans, you have to show proof of vaccination to get into like all the restaurants? Now that I did not know. I hear that it's sporadic here in the DMV area, DC, Maryland, Virginia, but I did not know. So it's like a mandatory thing in New Orleans to uh, show uh, proof of vaccination to get into restaurants. Restaurants, uh, some of the clubs. I was actually surprised considering the state we were in. But yeah, yeah. everywhere had to show your proof of vaccination. And they were like, no entrance for you. Okay. That's what's up. Well, so, I'm, glad, I'm glad that they're, you know, public health is uh, being taken seriously down there. Tourism is uh, the number one industry down there. Um, so that's, uh, glad, I'm glad to hear that they are taking that to serious. And, uh, I know that it, um, applied to, you know, entertainment venues, you know, like super, well, it's not the Superdome, well, it is the Superdome now, but it's like the Caesar Superdome, but, um, also the basketball arena down there as well. So good to hear that, uh, public health is uh, being taken seriously down in New Orleans and I hope New Orleans and the rest of America and the world for that matter gets back to normal and, uh, shame on you. If you don't uh, have your vaccine, make your own personal decision, but, you see the world is uh, closing uh, out to uh, those who are not uh, vaccinated and or uh, take the, uh, you know, the rapid uh, COVID test or what have you. So getting now, back to- We're going to talk yeah. about that personal decision shit. We'll talk about that later. Okay. We'll talk about personal decisions and the Rona. All right. Let's get into some of these news stories, uh, T. Betty. This was some crazy, this was a crazy week um, as far as everything in the news was concerned. First and foremost- uh, no charges will be filed against Alec Baldwin. A movie that they were filming called The Rust, a prop gun was loaded with live ammunition and the associate director of photography was shot and killed um, when a the prop gun that Alec Baldwin held uh, somehow got loaded with real ammunition and he shot and killed her. This was just a crazy, crazy story. Did you hear about it? And, you know, What's your, what's your reaction on this? I'm like, damn, they filmed a movie uh, similar to Brandon Lee, um, the way he uh, passed away. And a lot of experts have weighed in on this. But, you know, one person is dead uh, on a film set uh, because of a tragic, tragic mistake. Yeah, that was, uh, heard about that story. I think I was still gone when that came out. But of course, it was everywhere. Um, it's just tragic all the way around. And could have been avoided. So you know that um, 
Um, there are a lot of unions and different groups of workers in the film industry that are striking and protesting their conditions. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, the unionized crew of that uh, production walked off the set just basically hours before that happened because yes. they had been complaining about safety violations and working conditions for uh, apparently weeks. So the clearly the safety uh, the safety was lax. Um, people were not following the rules and regulations. Somehow the the prop firearm was next to uh, next to where they were doing like target shooting and they were using that for target practice or something and somebody loaded it with live ammunition. It's just fucked up. And um, politicians are trying to use that to talk shit about Alec Baldwin. You know, he's been very outspoken about um, the state of the country and politics over the past several years. And so they're using this as an opportunity to go after him. Like he tried to murder the girl or something. Like yeah. it's just a terrible, terrible thing. I can't imagine what it must have been like uh, for that young lady, for the people on the set, for him for firing that weapon, um, thinking that it was a, a prop, like uh, just terrible, terrible all the way around. Yeah, that was crazy. They were saying that the person that handled the, um, you know, the stage weapons, like the props, uh, that was like, uh, she was the first time doing this on this film. And like you said, there are, you know, some job actions that are going on right now with the crews um, that are being overworked and underpaid and have uh, various uh, sort of um, unfavorable work conditions that's leading to these conditions on these, uh, on these movies. Um, Another thing is that they uh, interviewed a lot of uh, sort of Hollywood prop uh, experts and they say that this should never have happened. They mm-hmm. showed the difference between a live round and a um, you know a blank round, and they said you know pretty much once you load a gun, you can't uh, tell the difference. But uh, there should have been multiple eyes and multiple levels uh, in place on set for this to avoid this. And uh, as you said, just a, a tragic, tragic uh, sort of um, tragic, uh, just a tragedy in terms of a person dying uh, on a movie set. And uh, be interesting to see. You know what type of uh, self-policing Hollywood will do. Um, you know, once the sort of uh, crews uh, get back to normal uh, on set behind the scenes, but uh, definitely uh, something that uh, you know Hollywood needs to. And you know, there may be other regulations that come in for state of California as well uh, for movies or elsewhere uh, in terms of this. But uh, very, very tragic event. Very, very sad. And hearts uh, go out to uh, the um, associate director of uh, cinematography, uh, her family. Uh, as they grieve and mourn just a, a senseless loss of life. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Terrible all the way around. God bless them, because that's rough. Absolutely, absolutely. That's rough. All right, so I was wrong on a story, and um, I'll fill you in on the blanks, and then I'll let you take it from there. So they were saying that Brian Laundry was alive and living under his parents' flower bed at their house. That turned out to be wrong. They actually found part of his body, including part of his skull, um, I believe, uh, in a swamp. And uh, they had to use the dental records from what was left of the skull to identify him. But uh, they're performing an autopsy, which was inconclusive. And of course, Brian Landry uh, accused of uh, killing uh, uh, Gabby Petito uh, in a 
Um, just a horrible, horrible event as well. But they found half his skull. They were able to identify him. They now have to go to an anthropologist who can try and piece together what was the cause of death. But uh, he was uh, found dead and was uh, believed to be dead for some time, maybe two weeks or more, when uh, his remains were found. So, you know, that whole story just cooked my grits. Um, A, his mom and them knew where he was the whole time. You will never be able to convince me otherwise. You will also never be able to convince me otherwise that had one of us, somebody that looks like us, diddy bop their way across the country with a girl, came back without the girl, and then would just be allowed to just go about their merry way and tell the police to beat it. Like, no way. But of course, the police might not even been looking because we don't get attention like that when we go missing. Mm. Nevertheless, that's a, a bizarre story, though. So, I mean probably killed himself or some something like that he was a woman beater and obviously they're cowards so why not just take that next logical step you don't want to face the consequences of what you did so took your own life um but i still say his mom and him knew all along where he was yeah yeah this is crazy so i guess you know he was an avid hiker he had uh i believe it was reported that he had a backpack with uh gear that weighed up to 40 pounds that was on his person the swamp where he's found, uh, believe, uh, has been known to have alligators or crocodiles or both. So it could very well be, you know, um, even a snake as well. Uh, partially, uh, you know, sort of ate the body. Um, they were able to find, you know, the the skull. And I think the anthropologist uh, might be able to, uh, as they do their work, uh, sort of identify that. So I'm going to say, mm, without the body, you can't tell, you know, like if he drowned himself or something like that. But I definitely say there's going to be some type of animal involved that ate them and, you know, be able to have some pretty strong teeth to be able to cut through uh, or bite off part of a skull. So we'll see how that turns out. But uh, yeah, again, they did uh, find uh, his, uh, his remains and uh, dog, the bounty hunter did not uh, get any credit for, uh, <laughs> did not you know what, now what the hell, when he came out of the real work, like, sir, <laughs> Take your racist self back to whatever pit of hell you crawled out of trying to be relevant. Good day. That was a mess. Like, just, uh, I just, he's one of those people. He's just one of those people that just always looks dirty. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't, he like his breast ink mm. and, and other parts. Mm. Yeah, could be. Well, his name is Dog, so I mean, there's that. <laughs> so, so maybe he needs a uh, milk bone or something that, you know, keep his uh, breath fresh. Um, they caught this guy. Remember uh, the George Floyd statue that was uh, in New York City that got defaced with the paint? Oh, yeah, by that little stupid little skateboarder. Yes, some 37-year-old skateboarder. So um, they put two and two together. They found him. So this guy has an interesting and checkered past. He has uh, been charged with uh, vandalism. But he's a skateboarder. He's an actor. Um and he's done some other things uh, as well. Um, An actor, yeah. He was like, he's "What been have we seen him in?" I don't. I ain't seen him in nothing. They, <laughs> I mean, they, they just said he was an actor, so I mean, I guess you know the reporter did the story, but yeah, they said um, that he appeared on a couple of shows uh, and whatnot. 
and um, that uh, he is an actor. Okay, let me just tell you something as far as a career resume goes. Now, I'm not like an HR professional or anything like that, but if you're 37 years old and a story comes out about you that says you're 37 and a skateboarder and your name is not Tony Hawk and we haven't seen you like in the X Games or anything like that, you are what is colloquially referred to as a fucking loser. 37 and a skateboarder, that is not a profession, sir. It's not a profession. If you have not risen to the highest of the heights at 37, like you do not see a first time skateboarder on the X Games, like this making his debut, 37 years old, blah, blah, blah. Man. Are you saying that you, it's never too late to chase after your dreams? I, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you want to be in the senior division of the <laughs> so, so, so by comparison, right? When these kids make their debut in the X Games, I've seen them as young as twelve uh, and thirteen, winning medals, yes. and they got the swag and the endorsement deals and only and things like that. So let's just add twenty five years to that to like a twelve year old X Games skateboarder. Wow. Mm. I mean, you can only have your performance peak at some point and then you start to drop off. So I'm just saying, and you defaced a George Floyd statue. So, well, I mean, definitely, definite loser material there. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't date a 37 year old skateboarder like, bruh, that's going to be a no for me unless you are independently wealthy because I don't know. <laughs> If your name ain't Tony How Hawk, lucrative that actually is. Yeah. And I'm going to need you to do more than diddy bop your way down the sidewalk on a skateboard. But that's just me. Yeah, yeah. But clearly uh, he didn't have enough to do to fill his time because he was riding around defacing um, tributes to George Floyd so he can go to hell and take exactly. his skateboard with him. Exactly. Now, if you own a skateboard company or a skateboard swag or shoe company, I get it. But to say that you're 37 and that's like your number one thing that you're listing as your profession as skateboarder, mm, I don't know, sir. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think we might get some mail about being uh being a little snobby. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> I mean, I am a little snobby, so it's okay. <laughs> I drink Fiji water every day, so you know I'm totally bourgeois. <laughs> drink it by the gallon. By the gallon. <laughs> by the gallon. Dang. Um, T. Petty, uh, my home state, Maryland, well, my current state, it's not my home state, the state of Maryland, right. they have three counties that want to secede Maryland and become part of West Virginia. So the state, <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh, don't laugh. So the state lawmakers there are in agreement. They signed a pact. Now there's all type of uh, legal wrangling as far there as there ain't no way in hell that's ever gonna happen. What the? Okay, yeah. wait. The lawmakers where in the county? And the and for the no the state lawmakers. So the state representatives that represent right. those three counties, they've signed yeah. a pact saying they want to go ahead and secede from the state of Maryland and join and become part of West Virginia. To which, and this is an absolute positive lie. Um, a state official from West Virginia said, and I quote, West Virginia got it going on. 
I was just like, what? and by going on, bad teeth, bad public health, um, you know, education problems, jokes about your mama beating your cousin, and all kind of unsavory familial relationships. What exactly does West Virginia have going to casinos? I don't I mean, know. But- they got something going on that I don't want any part of. I say that. Mm-hmm. I will say, I mean, if you want to move your monkey ass to West Virginia, then go. Mm. But you don't have to secede from Maryland. Like, haven't these losers learned that secession doesn't work out for them? I mean, they do not, they don't study history. So, no, they don't know that. Like, mm. what the, you know what? Go to hell. All these people really just think, I wish they would all go one place and leave the rest of us alone. Mm. America could thrive if all these races, anti-vaxxers, anti-Semites, transphobes, like whatever the fuck. All of y'all go to Texas or Florida or somewhere else that I have no interest in ever visiting ever again and leave the rest of us out of it. Do all your fuckery down there and mind your business and let's see how that works out for you because the collective IQ would be about an eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when he say they got it going on, does he mean like coal or, I mean, what is he talking about? I mean, like, they don't really have that coal going on, like uh, Oxycontin, uh, addiction, uh, Mountain Dew. <laughs> meth. Uh, meth, that's true. They do have, mm-hmm. I mean, a dentist could do well there because the meth mouth is out of control. Mm-hmm. Sorry, West Virginia, but y'all know it's true. Dentures are ain't that us. where they filmed? Ain't that where they filmed Deliverance? I, was it set in West, West Virginia? Virginia? <laughs> was it set in West Virginia or was it filmed in West Virginia? Maybe they hit the Daily Double and did both. I have no idea. I could look that up. But uh, yeah, so uh, we'll see how this goes. There's all this legal wrangling. Like there would never be a day where you just give away quote unquote three counties to another um, state. That would never happen ever in a million years. It's posturing. And them um, appealing to their low IQ voters. Yeah. Now, there was a talk, um, and it's been batted around for many years, that uh, a suburban uh, Washington, D.C. county, Prince George's County, uh, wanted to become part of Washington, D.C. But um, there's also, again, legal wrangling with that. And that hasn't taken any steps. D.C. is trying to get their own statehood. But... They're saying if D.C. does become a state, that uh, it is possible that uh, Prince George's County in suburban Washington, D.C. could become part of D.C. in and of itself. Um, so we'll see how how that goes. But um, well, so that uh, would be interesting. The richest uh, black county in the country. Yes. Part yes. of the, becoming part of D.C. I mean, it's full of us anyway. Yeah. Oh, maybe that will help uh, help D.C. become the chocolate city again Absolutely. instead of Cafe Ole City like Absolutely. it currently is. Yeah. yeah, I would welcome that personally. Yeah, I think what will happen is that the statehood will have to happen first so that when you're paying all right. these taxes that you get, you know, some services, everybody. So um, we'll uh, we'll see how this uh, uh, plays out, but uh, we'll continue to keep our eye on that. OK, now, Megan and Harry, right? Um Oh, so, I thought she was going to talk about Megan the Stallion. Okay. Well, no, this no, no. Is let down. Continue. Uh, Megan and Harry, right? So uh, they got married, and you know, that royal life wasn't for them. So they uh, left everything behind 
and uh, they moved uh, to Toronto. They're really world citizens at this point, but all the protocol and pomp and circumstance and protection that comes with being a royal, they left that behind and they're living their life now. Well, apparently this is uh, continuing. So Princess Mako of Japan, Ooh. Princess Mako, she is um, a princess um, the, um, uh, in Japan. She uh, actually has left her legal or left her royal lifestyle behind. She married her 31-year-old um, high school sweetheart, and um, she is now living with her new husband in a one-bedroom apartment in New York City. So um, they called him a commoner. I'm not sure what his um, profession <laughs> is, but he was not a member of the royals. She um, chose love over all the pomp and circumstance. They got married, didn't even have a, a wedding ceremony, just signed a legal paperwork. They got married and uh, they're living in New York City now in a one bedroom apartment. Love over money. T. Petty, discuss this. <laughs> is this a trick question? Okay. So, all right, all right. So let's go back to the Megan and Harry thing. They didn't actually leave it behind, they were kind of forced out yeah. by the racism and the trash. That's and true. so they chose peace of mind over the pomp and circumstance fine with me i mean get it how you live like i wouldn't be giving up my money <laughs> for love <laughs> because mm, no thank you why why can't i have both well uh, I, you know how it comes with all like the expectations and you know pressure I, from i don't give and... a damn about now sir you know i don't give a damn about none of that i do what i want However, like I get it, it's you know that all that weight of history and tradition and all that. Maybe she was sick of that shit and was like, "Fuck!" And I'm just gonna take whatever money I have and go about my business. So yeah. I mean, if that's what you want to do, girl, go ahead. As for me in my house, I'm gonna keep my funds. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, we could do a little something on the side if you're not opposed, because I'm not giving up my money. Now, look, um, I thought his name was Kel, but his name is, I believe it's pronounced Kai, K-E-I. That's her new husband, right? Look, okay. do, do the first year is the toughest. That's one, right? Okay. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, mm. it's an adjustment. It's an yeah. adjustment, I will so, say. So if you've lived in two separate places prior to the marriage, um, you know, it can be very tough. It's like, you know, first, like, well, whose stuff is whose? And, you know, which one? Are, like, you got mm. two of the same thing. Whose do you keep? that type of thing. But also, True. bro, you have no leg to stand on. If she say do the damn dishes, do the damn dishes, because this becomes the refrain for almost ever. I gave up my palace and my crown for you. And this is how you treat me. Just do what you got to do, Kai. <laughs> like, man, honey, do list. If it's a hundred items long, just do what you got to do, man. Rake the leaves and Walk the dog, do whatever you gotta do, man. Um, Go get the car. But he should be whatever. he should be doing that any damn way. Well, true. But Title and money or not. See that's well, he, he look they he got better, fucked up in the game. Yeah, he don't want to wait too long between she shouldn't have to ask uh twice or three times for something to be done. So, you know, uh Kai gets no get woman together. should have to ask multiple times. Do it the first fucking time. If you watching, if we watching the football game, I just want to let you know that I don't have hearing. My hearing does not work yeah. when I'm watching. Then you better have done what I asked you to do before that goddamn game came on. Especially, now you sat there. Now you know them dishes need to be done before you sat your ass in front of that TV. 
And so, look, it's not like I have to wash so, up my hands, so I can totally do Right. So what is the problem? The That's not a problem. But I'm saying, <laughs> you know, like in the last two minutes of any like sporting event, uh, yeah, I, I, my hearing don't work. So, you know. You give it Kai some bad advice. Lee that don't don't do that to that man. You already you said it. You already under pressure. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot. And look, I don't know what your industry is, Kai. I hope you have a job. I know you'll be able to get a job, no problem. But don't be um home playing PlayStation and shit. And then um Mako, <laughs> Mako be like, damn, when are you gonna get a job? All you do is play PlayStation up in here all day. You don't wanna go through that, Kai. So good luck to Kai and Mako. That's what the, also Mako is the uh breed of a shark. I'm like, man, you don't wanna mess around with Princess. Oh, Mako. is that how you spell it? Because I was thinking about Mako, like the the car. The car oh, repair yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> My bad. May uh oh, better get Mako. Mm -mm, don't don't mess up with Mako, uh, Kai. <laughs> Just don't do it, bro. So good luck to uh, the new happy couple. Let me see what else I got here. Um, T Petty. Oh, we talked about this before, but it's happened again. So these elephants uh, uh, on the African continent are turning up tuskless as these uh, no good damn poachers continue to um, cut the tusks of the elephants. However, this week in South Africa, a would-be poacher, another one, was trampled mm. to death by an elephant. And uh, as um, Kiki Palmer once said, sorry to that man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sorry to him. That's what you get. Leave them damn elephants alone. Mm. So I, have, I follow somebody on social media who... It's like saving the elephants is his thing. And I found out a lot of really interesting things about elephants. So okay, leave, them in, leave those elephants alone. Hmm. Well, of course, we all know about their memory, which is amazing. Yeah. Turns out the elephant never forgets is not like just a song. It's actually really true. Right. They are highly intelligent. They are very uh, social creatures, which is another reason why I don't go to the circus and stuff like that, because the things that they have to do to train an elephant to be docile is fucked up and terrible. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really, really interesting. Like there are these um, elephant orphanages all around the world where they um, take the calves of uh, elephants that have been um, murdered or poached or whatever, and they like rehome them. So they had, they get a new like crew around them and they grow up together and they, the older ones teach the younger ones like how to be an elephant. So it's pretty mm -hmm. cool. So when I hear stories about these posters getting trampled or lions chomping on them or whatever happens to them, that's what they deserve. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, T. Patty, just listen to the scenario and I think this will oh, be a movie. Lord. This is going to be my movie. Okay, so you are a ivory poacher. Oh, man. You're your last, well, not you, but I'm saying the main character in the movie. You're an ivory poacher. The last thing you see is an elephant's foot coming down and stomping and trampling <laughs> your ass, killing you, right? <laughs> then let's just say I'm going to uh, hedge my bets and say if you're an ivory poacher, you're probably not going to heaven. I mean, I'm not judging. I'm just saying if I had to make a snap judgment that ivory <laughs> poachers go to hell. So Sounds you, about right. So you're on earth, you get stomped to death by the um, elephant. 
And then you like, you wake up and you're in hell burning on fire. And that's pretty much like, it would just be like the same scenario that would play over and over and over again. I mean, damn, that would be, I think that would be an interesting movie and it'd be down there with all other kind of animal mistreaters and miscreants. And um, <laughs> they just have to live, you know, like uh, like flashback to like the last thing, like uh, if they was like a dog breeder, but they mistreated the dogs and then like the pit bull mauled them to death. And then as soon as you wake up, you in hell and then you just play the dog killing you and then you being in hell over and over and over again for all eternity. I think people would want to watch that movie. Would you? I mean, sometimes I wonder about you and the way that your mind works. <laughs> Number one, would I watch that movie? I mean, I don't want to watch it from the perspective of the elephant. Yeah. Like, yeah. who is this motherfucker coming up in here? Yeah. Now they know they're not supposed to be in here. What is that in his hand? Is he trying to, and then like stomping him to death. And you know how painful that must be to get trampled by a damn elephant? The average Ooh. elephant weighs about five and a half tons. So just, I mean, you just crushed. You just, I would imagine like the first, the first stop is your ass. Yeah, my neck. My, and here's the deal. An elephant just ain't going to attack you like uh, from the jump. Like you done done some bad shit to their family. Yeah. Like you said, they don't forget. They're like, oh no, we not having this. <laughs> <laughs> and then your ass is snap. And you shouldn't be over there. Mm -mm. That's what you Should get. Should not what you be get. fucking with them. You get not, what you get. You get what you get. Um, T. Patty, we talked about royalty. Queen Elizabeth has been replaced by, by what? Sandra Mason. The country of Barbados has elected its first head of state, a president, replacing Queen Elizabeth, effectively ending British rule over Barbados. A black woman. Sandra Mason is now the president of Barbados. I, I'm putting that on the list for 2022 to go over there. I want to see if I can get an audience with the president. I mean, the fact that this is just happening, these fucking colonizers, I tell you. Mm. Uh, well, congrats to y'all, Barbados. I'm sorry it took so fucking long to get out from under British rule, but congrats to you um, for, uh, for sort of ending 2021 on that high note for you. So yeah, I think we should go over there and support. Why not? Barbados right. is a good time from what I hear. So let's I go think, support the new queen. I think we should go support her and do the Digital Gumbo Podcast from Barbados, a series of daily podcasts for two weeks. I think it'll be a life changer. <laughs> and um, if we could get knighted or whatever it is that you get to get like like the uh, 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 honor from the president from Barbados, I am down with that. I, I'm going to send a letter. Work on I my, think uh, you should. I will add my signature to that letter. I need to review it first because I want to make sure you ain't put no crazy shit in there. No, no, no. I'll be like, uh, your excellency, uh, congratulations. <laughs> uh, blah, blah, blah. We love you. Um, Digital Gumbo Pod, we're trying to grow our podcast. Barbados would think be a great locale. Could you put us in touch with the tourism minister? And uh, if you find time within your very busy schedule, we'd love to have you on as a guest. You see, you play to the ego a little bit, telling you love the country, which we do. It's warm, boom, pow, and then bam. There it is. Yeah. Barbados. That's what's up. Let's do it. Let me know what she said. Okay. I will keep you posted. All right. Let's go through, <laughs> let's go through some quick items. Um, a hiker got lost in Colorado, right? He had his cell phone. Cell phone was working perfectly. He was getting calls, call after call after call. So he didn't pick up the call 
because it came from an unknown number. <laughs> they, they, so his family and friends thought he was missing. He didn't tell no, he didn't tell the person that he was going hiking, but they called and said, so-and-so is lost. He didn't pick up the phone. Finally, after about 20 rings or so, he picked up and they said, yo, this is the rescue service. We're looking for you. So-and-so said you're lost. He said, I'm just fine. I didn't pick up the other calls because it came from an unknown number. So they was looking for him, but he really wasn't lost. And he didn't pick up um, on his cell phone. Well, he probably thought it's a goddamn car warranty people. I wouldn't have picked it up either. Mm -hmm. uh, so now the story makes more sense because I thought he was lost and was still not picking up the phone. I was like, okay, now nah, that's ridiculous. He wasn't lost at all. He was just trying to enjoy his solitude, which yes. I don't understand going out in nature voluntarily like that, but okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't blame him for picking up, uh, not picking up an unknown number. Do you answer unknown numbers? No. Ever? No, I, no, I got about a list of about 157 numbers in my phone, all under the um, name Blocked. Do Not Answer. Yeah. Block slash Do Not Answer. <laughs> like this DNA, like, no, I'm like, no, no. Yeah, I, no. Uh, I get all of a sudden, it started like last year. I started getting the car warranty ones a lot, the mortgage refinance ones. Um, and then I just stopped answering. Oh, and I also put that thing on my phone where if you're not in my contacts, you can't get through. Okay. Okay. I need to get that. Well, I got, listen, I talked to about you, Drees, producer <laughs> E, my wife, and about five or six family members. Like I really don't even really need a phone. Like I can get a jitterbug and I'd be just fine, but <laughs> I have to keep my iPhone so that I have uh, something uh, to do to entertain myself and uh, put together the list for the podcast. So I guess I'll just go. I'm curious, how many people actually answer unknown numbers that mm -hmm. come to your cell phone? Like, I do not. If you're not in my contacts, the likelihood of you getting through to me is very small, even if you are. For certain people, uh, they're in my phone for business purposes and I just turn off all notifications. So yeah, yeah. I get texts and voicemails weeks after the fact because I just don't want to be bothered. That's how them seniors be getting scammed. They need somebody to talk to and they, oh, mm -hmm. hello. And then they, and then, you know, they got horn swaggled out of a hundred thousand dollars in their life savings. You're right. It's terrible. That's, don't pick up granny. Don't pick up gramps. Paul, Paul. Do not. Pick up. If it's not in the context, don't pick up. Okay. Um, we're going to file this next story under the category bullshit or the <laughs> bullshit I be talking about. A woman is suing Kellogg's for $5 million because she said there are no strawberries in strawberry Pop-Tarts. What in the hell, ma'am? What kind of my 600 pound life bullshit is this? This is ridiculous. <laughs> she can go to hell. Like they should file a lawsuit against her for wasting everybody's goddamn time. That's got to be thrown out. That, that shouldn't even have allowed to have been filed. That is crazy. Like, what the heck? Uh, I'm just so irritated by stupid people. I mean, it says right on the box, artificially flavored. I don't even think it says naturally flavored. And I don't even think the pictures of the strawberries on the Pop-Tart box is real. I mean, who the hell is eating Pop-Tarts anyway for their nutritional content for the day? Hmm. 
Nobody. Girl, sit your ass down. I agree. Um, my favorite flavor of Pop Tarts is cherry. What is yours? Frosted strawberry. Okay. Okay. I don't buy them anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause all it is is carbs and sugar. Yes. How and ever. And there is nothing quite like a frosted strawberry pop tart. Put that bad boy in the toaster oven. Just warm it up. Not too hot. No, don't don't burn. Mm-mm, that's Cause then that that feeling to burn your damn tongue off. <laughs> degree burn mm. like, oh my god what happened yeah a warm strawberry pop tart yeah. delicious with a cold glass of milk i haven't had pop tart in years though now okay. that i think about it now you will probably consider me a savage i, I mean eat, i already do but this what? is true you eat I'm, cold. I'm like a savage yeah so uh, i've been uh, known to like when you take a road trip and there's like no like you don't know what like the snacks are and stuff I checked the expiration date on the pop tarts. Get the <laughs> Why? Cherry, uh, just to make sure. I mean, you know, <laughs> a stale pop tart is not good. But I like the cherry pop tarts, and I do eat them. I say raw, but they're never cooked, so uh, unwarmed. <laughs> because um, I had a bad experience once with a hot pop tart as a youngster, and I'm scarred for life. So yeah, Damn. cherry pop tart. I don't warm them up. And um, boom, like I like a toaster strudel or something like that. I don't really Ooh, necessarily toaster strudel. Now, Another all time favorite. Yeah, the strawberry toaster strudels, toaster strudels. Those is good, mm, but I don't agree. Yeah, yeah, I just eat the the pop tarts uh, raw and uncooked. So yeah, yeah. I mean, frosted or unfrosted? Oh, frosted. Yeah. I'm okay, I was about to say. Now yeah, wait no. just a minute. No, 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 <laughs> you no, got to no. draw the line somewhere. Exactly, exactly. Um, a man in Georgia, he got a PPP loan. And now look for all you so-and-sos out there that got that fake money and you wasn't, you supposed to be using that to save your business or pay your employees or get some new equipment. They doing audits on this money now, right? So yeah. this man, he got a PPP loan and used uh, $57,000 of it. You know what he bought with his PPP loan money? Cars. One Pokemon card. One? One. I don't know if what it was a Charizard or a Pikachu or whatever the hell it was, but it was so Why do you even animal. know the names of these characters? I mean, I, my little brother used to watch it. I mean, I know a couple of them. Um, also, my um, young nephew slash godson, he had a fascination with, um, so it's like the Pokemon Go, and apparently there was Pokemon Go's in my garage that I wasn't even aware of, but he put the filter on and I'll be damned, they was right there on top of my car, scared the <laughs> shit out of me. I was like, damn. That, and then he's telling me this one's down the street. I was like, oh, snap, there's Pokemon's all around here. Oh, yeah. See what I know. $57,000 also, uh, by the way, uh, in my real life job, um, somebody found one on the road and then another child was not paying attention. And um, they said it was a Pokemon on this lawn and the child fell in a hole. They were okay, but they was about <laughs> five seconds away from putting out a press release saying, um, you need to pay attention <laughs> when you're playing Pokemon Go because your ass might be a victim of the law of unintended consequences. I'm sorry. Yes, $57,000 on the Pokemon card. What the hell? <sighs> okay, these PPP law scammers, like, did y'all really think that y'all be able to get that off? Eventually, 
the government always comes back to get their money, at least from like poor middle-class regular folk. Our rich people can build the government for decades, mm-hmm. but us, your ass ain't going to get away with that for long. So they're coming to get their coin and you deserve like you took them and you ain't even do nothing good with it. You bought a fucking Pokemon card. Like, what were you going to do with it? What is the value? Pokemon people, I'll, y'all have to tell me because I don't understand any of that razzmatazz. I don't understand it either. Um, It's like a rare like card, you know, just like any other work of art, like a baseball card or something like that. So, um, yeah, he bought it and uh, now he's going to get some jail time. That's like... um. It's like wire fraud, essentially, because they had to wire the money, the PPP money, and put it in his account. And that's like all kind of like, I don't know. So that's wire fraud, right? Um, I don't know. Is that money laundering? Uh, it's probably some other charges that they can get them on. I mean, to, yeah, imagine that's, going that's to prison crazy. and you in there for buying a Pokemon card. Mm, mm, mm. Like, I hope you can look out for yourself because you ain't going to get no respect. Mm. That's crazy as hell. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, these scammers, it's going to be coming to life, uh, coming to light how it is, and uh, they're going to get some time for this. They're going to make some examples out of people, so uh, we'll see what's up. Well, I mean, I can't really have too much sympathy. Yeah, yeah. Um, A Halloween-related story. This lady in Mexico, she dressed up in a white wedding dress and, like, made herself like a ghost to scare Mm -hmm. her neighbors. Oh, Did she it. scared the neighbors all right. Did they kill her? They fucking shot her dead. <laughs> they shot her and killed her because they thought it was a ghost. So, um, yeah. I don't uh, mean to laugh. That's I don't terrible. mean to laugh either. Rest in peace. But I mean, <laughs> that's not a real smart idea. Like around, uh, uh, well, eh. That ain't a smart idea, period. Don't be trying to scare people. Everybody's no. not down with that practical joke bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's very interesting. If you really thought she was a ghost, why would a gun work on a ghost? Exactly. Like, maybe they just wasn't too bright, and it's like, oh, the bullets go through, Mm. all the bullets went through, all right, sir. Or maybe they wanted to kill her all along. Maybe they did, and they knew what was up. It was like, we can get rid of her. Well, you know your girl watch a lot of crime shows. I'm just saying. Mm. It's a possibility. I want that to be the movie of the week. Now, I would watch Lifetime for that. be like... (laughs) Scare, uh, not scared. I can't say scared shitless. They won't uh, make that movie. But um, um, <laughs> uh, shot, shot in the dark. <laughs> shot in the dark on Lifetime. We'll continue in a moment. Well, <laughs> you can't be playing around with people. People are on edge. Mm-hmm. They ain't been outside really. Right, like it's Comes back just, around. Don't play games like that. Play on somebody's phone or something, but <laughs> don't show up at their house trying to fuck with them because it's not going to end well. Sorry to that lady. Anyway, um, <laughs> T. Petty, Tufts University. It was a student. They had a hot dog eating contest. You know how they had the hot dog eating contest for the 4th of July in uh, Coney Island, Brooklyn? Yes, which I find disgusting, but carry on. Yeah, I wonder, does God consider that gluttony? Is that gluttony? You're eating 89 hot dogs in less than five minutes. Absolutely. But One of the like seven deadly sport. sins. Yeah. But, but they throw well, he up. didn't say, well, he didn't say gluttony for sport is okay. He said gluttony. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, okay. Well, well she, maybe it is she gluttony. found out pretty soon because I know how this story is. But go ahead and let yes. people know. Yes. 
hot dog eating contest. A 20-year-old uh, female student participated in the hot dog eating contest. She did not do too well. She choked on a hot dog and died. Now, you know, that's really fucked up, number one. Number two, don't they have uh, EMTs or somebody that can perform first aid on these people at these events? You're literally stuffing hot dogs down your throat at the pace of like 30 a minute, something like that. Like nobody recognize it takes some time to choke to death and nobody recognized that nobody could do the Heimlich maneuver. Like that's fucked up. I have a feeling like her family's going to sue. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't think it was like a sanctioned kind of thing. I don't know like what organization on campus threw the hot dog eating contest. Clearly this was not a bright idea, but I'm willing to guess that there probably wasn't a paramedic there. And I love you young Mm -hmm. people. You are great. You're going to, receive the torch and take us into the future. But I'm willing to guess that one out of the two young adults that was there at the hot dog eating contest could not spell Heimlich and did not know what the Heimlich maneuver was. I'm just venturing to guess. Well, obviously they didn't know what it was because nobody did it on her. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine choking to death on a fucking hot dog? It's, how long does it take to choke to death? Hold on, I'm about to Google this and see. It probably takes about a minute, right? Because it gets into your windpipe. So, you know, it's a, so, so let's just play, let me play devil's advocate. You're in a hot dog eating contest. Let's just say it's a jovial, friendly event, right? Yeah, yeah, hot dog, yeah, get it. And then like sometimes the people in the hot dog eating contest jump up and down to jiggle to get the uh, hot dog down into their stomach, but they also wet the buns. So she could have been trying to eat a dry bun and then jiggling up and down. And they was like, yeah, Becky, go get him. Go get him, Karen, eat that hot dog. And she was choking to death, right? They always say on the Heimlich maneuver, are you choking poster? If the person can talk, just let them be and let them work it up. But she probably couldn't talk. And then they was like, yeah, get it, Becky. And then like she was choking to death and then she passed out and then it was too late. And somebody I mean, did not do the Heimlich. Okay. I just looked. How okay. long does it take to choke to death? Two the minutes? Consensus seemed to, no, three to five minutes. Oh, shit. So she was standing there. Like, at some point, panic had to have been all over her face. Like, I can't breathe. I can't talk. And you know what? Drunkenness was probably involved. Probably. Say no, say no more. Yeah, yeah. Because um, your body slows down and doesn't react as quickly um, when you're imbibing alcohol. And probably a lot of alcohol was uh, involved. And uh, that's sad, bro. Damn, you go to school, you're trying to get an education. And, um, you know, you wind up dying. So um, this was a couple years ago. This was before the pandemic. This was in D.C. So um, it was a girl, she got into a bar and uh, it was, uh, she was underage. I think she was 19 or 20, legal drinking age is 21. So it was the first time she, they said this is the first time she ever got into a bar. She took, what she took a Molly and she was also drinking several vodkas and Red Bull. So I'm not a chemist or a doctor, but let me explain to you how this works. So what happens is, the molly speeds up your system, right? So that makes your heart pump blood faster. But the, I'm sorry, that was, the, the molly will slow you down, but the vodka and Red Bull together speeds your system up and makes your heart 
beat faster. So she's Ooh. sending conflicting signals to her body, slow down and speed up. And as you know, uh, at the same time, if that happens, your body could just shut down. She went up the stairs um, after drinking the Red Bulls and taking the Molly and died on the steps in the floor, you know, um, up the stairs between the two floors of the nightclub, 20 years old. So I always tell people, you never know what's in anything you're taking. I don't, you know, if you take illegal drugs, that's your thing. But I'm saying you never know what's in it. There's no regulation for that. There's no FDA for that, uh, whatever. And you just got to be careful. So apparently her first time in the bar, took a Molly before she went in, had several vodka and Red Bulls and passed away right there on the wow. stairs between the uh, floors of the nightclub. Craziness. Yeah, I just... When I think about, it's a combination of a couple things, right? So like that whole away from home for the first time and the whole binge drinking thing, you need to normalize teaching your kids how to drink responsibly while they're teenagers. Yeah. Like that's just what it is. Legal drinking age is 21. I don't know anybody who waited until they were 21 and had their first drink. Most people had some fucked up experiences. Um, like going off to college for the first time or <clears throat> excuse me, going to like house parties in, in high school or whatever and getting drunk because alcohol is always like, don't touch that. And you know, that just makes you want it more. Yeah. So yeah. there's that. Teach your kids how to drink responsibly. I did it with my kids, served her her first drink when she was a teenager. So by the time she went off to school, it wasn't a big deal. Now she did turn into a weed connoisseur, but that ain't had nothing to do with me. Yeah, that's a totally um, different story. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to do drugs, like it's not my thing, but if you want to knock yourself out, but you should probably stick to some like normal organic shit like weed. Yeah. Like you start fucking around with with Molly and Percocet yeah. and that shit laced with all kind of crazy shit you don't know nothing about. And who knows how you're gonna react. So y'all yeah. just be easy and if y'all going out partying and stuff have somebody that's going to be at least relatively sober to see if you get in, into trouble and will need some kind of help because man yeah that's ooh, crazy that's crazy that's rough you go out for a good time you know get a little high get a little drunk and end up dead yeah that shouldn't be that shouldn't be the punishment because the i mean what did you try to do nothing but have a little fun exactly Exactly. Now I'll tell you, I told you the story about the first time I had a drink, right? I was like five. <laughs> no. <laughs> my aunt and my grandmother were playing cards and they were drinking um gin over ice straight. Yeah. And then they had yes, a couple of my yeah. kind of people. Exactly. Pity pat. I was, you know, in some of the games. So um my auntie, I think, had to go to the bathroom. And my um grandma went to um do something. My grandma left her lit cigarette there. So it was a glass of gin over ice and there was also ice water. So I called mm -hmm. myself being a smart ass and I was like, I'm gonna have a sip of the water. It turned out to be the gin and burned the shit out of my throat. Um, also, <laughs> I took a drag off my grandma's cigarette, which was camel, no filter. So I had, I took the- Oh, I'm you sorry. was trying to die. <laughs> yeah, I, I, took, I took a drag of the cigarette first. And then that, you know, that like burned my throat. And then I was like, oh, and then um, oh, I thought it was water, mm -hmm. but it was gin. 
And uh, that also burned my throat. And I'm sitting there about <laughs> that. Like, is you all right? And my grandma was like, you're all right. And they was like, you smoked that cigarette and you drank that gin, didn't you? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so that was my first experience with alcohol. First time I got drunk was eighth grade graduation. I was like 13, right? So I went to this graduation party the night of the graduation, and there were two bowls of punch, one that was with alcohol and one that was not. And it was clearly told to all the kids that were there, which was which. And which punch did I drink from all night? It was the sangria, which had the alcohol in it, not the fruit punch that did not. So we had to come back to school the next day to get our report cards. Uh, I was about an hour and a half late. Like everybody had left. They're like, oh, here's your report card. I was like, thanks. And so um, there's that. And then, uh, you know, the legal drinking age, you know, um, I grew up right next to the Canadian border, like literally 10 minutes from my house. Yeah. So I would go to the gentleman's club at 18 and drink Not over the gentleman's there. club. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you know, we always had a designated driver. Oh yeah. Like this, like, you know, the gentleman's club means nothing to me now. It's like, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt and opened up the souvenir stand. So that was the, <laughs> that was, I was drinking long island iced teas and whatnot at 18 Ooh. and um, coming back over. And um, that was that. So, you know, like no big deal, but yeah, I got talked about alcohol in the early age. So let me see my first alcohol experience like you know sipping some of my like daddy's beer or whatever out of a cup when I was like a kid I think most black people growing up in the 70s did that while they daddy's uh, was smoking new um cools that was a black man cigarette in the 70s cools (laughs) uh but the first time I think I got drunk I was probably like 14 yeah it was a, a liquor store in my hometown that was known to sell to minors. So that's where we went when we wanted to drink. <laughs> liquor store. Uh, and I think the first time I got drunk was, it was either Boone's Farm or Mad Dog or okay. a combination of both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't good. That wasn't good. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. also once drank, oh, maybe about half a cup of Cisco. And uh, <laughs> I literally felt the brain cells drying up and cracking open. Uh, I will never do that again. And um, it, it, it it is just, I don't know. Like the only thing I could compare it to is like what I think like rocket fuel would taste like <laughs> with like cherry flavoring. It was the red Cisco. I don't even know. What was. They don't even Ooh. make it anymore. I was just like, Ooh, they this- probably never should have made it. That shit is toxic. That shit opens your orbital bones. Damn. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, Let me see. What was it? Oh, the pre-mixed uh, gin and juice. Oh yeah. Seagram's yeah, yeah, the yeah, bumpy yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's see. What else? It was some kind of cheap shit. I can't even remember. Like some kind of cooler. Maybe some yeah. kind of Bartles and James cooler. And that nasty, disgusting ass ENJ. Ugh. I can't believe yeah. I used to drink that. <laughs> I used to um get like the two and a half gallon like glass jug or reuniti and bring it back to the dorm and just no car. I'm bringing that a big ass, like it had a bag, but you know, it was like clearly you knew it was really needy carrying the shit on the bus. Up to the <laughs> it lasted for about a week, week and a half. And, um, you know, people come by like, can I get a glass of really needy? Like, Did you yeah. sell it or was you giving it away? I was giving it away to people that I was cool with. And, uh, you know, I charged a dollar or two for it. I mean, it was okay. like literally like two and a half come guys. On, it was like two, come $10, on, entrepreneur. So. I know, right? <laughs> 
boy. I think the cheap uh, liquor I used to drink when I was in college, I will never forget this, Canadian Mist. Oh, the God. cheapest oh. whiskey. And I was so, we were so broke. We used to pull, pull our money together and go and buy a half gallon damn near every day. Mm, mm, mm. I honestly, whoo, man, you know, Black Jesus been looking out for me for a long time because my liver should actually have just exited my body. And that yeah. shit that I used to drink. But it was a good time. We used to have fun. That's what's up. There's brown liquor and then there's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! If I looked at that shit today, I would probably get sick. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to bring it home. So uh, we actually do have four categories. It took me a little while to remember these, but I think we I have, have four. Now. I thought we only had three. No, we have three. We have four. We have four. So it's okay. a prediction, mm-hmm. flowers, mm-hmm. a final thought. Or a prediction. Did I say prediction already? A shout out is a fourth shout one. Shout out. Shout out is the fourth one. Sorry. Shout out, prediction, flowers, final thought. Give um, me one of those four things. Okay. Can I do two? You can do two. I would do a shout out. Now, you know, I don't normally shout out white people on this show. Uh-oh. The Wahites? <laughs> <laughs> the Whites. So listen. Sarah Blakely, do you know who this is? No, please fill me in. Sarah Blakely is the CEO of the ubiquitous brand of shapewear called Spanx. Okay, and I know what Spanx is. So this week, it may have been Monday. Today's Wednesday, right? Today is Wednesday. Your girl's lost track of time. Whatever. Anyway. She was having a meeting with her uh, her employees. She her company now has about seven hundred and fifty employees. She gifted each of them with two first class round trip tickets to anywhere in the world, plus gave them each ten thousand dollars in spending money. That's so, what's up. Shout out to you, girl, for uh, taking care of your employees because man, I am looking side eye at my C suite like bruh. <laughs> I'm going to need you to step it up on the bonus and also the extra perks this year because, whoo. I need to get me a part-time job at Spanx. <laughs> like I was selling that Reuniti at the dorm, I could sell some Spanx shit right out the trunk of my car. $10, $10, $10. You need it for your Christmas party outfit. Be right. Or just get these Spanx, $10. Shit. Uh, yeah, that is my shout out to her. And then I had something else, but now I don't fucking forget. Oh, because I wasn't on last week. Yes. Because what was I doing? I was traveling. Yes. Uh, this is a a flowers um, to Colin Powell. Yes, who, yes. Who passed away. That was really, um, you know, I don't really do the whole celebrity thing or whatever. But I have heard him speak a few times in person, uh, thanks to my profession. And even though I thought that uh, we didn't, our politics were not uh, simpatico, if you will, but he was a wise man. He really was. And that was, um, it was a shock. I I had no idea that he was even ill. So um, condolences to, to his family. And those who are feeling his loss, because it it was a loss, regardless of how you felt about like his politics, um, you had to admit that he had some some wisdom to dispense to the people. So um, 
that was that was a sad thing. Also, fuck Corona one more time. Yeah. Um, and those are my, those are my two things. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, you know they don't let me out of my cage often, so um, we did <laughs> we did talk about Colin Powell on the last um, podcast. Um, I guess my thing is to if you're in a state where um, you know it's election day coming up, I believe it's November second. Please uh, get out and vote. Hopefully you registered um, from the presidential election, and you can go ahead and educate yourself on the um, on the uh, on the candidates and uh, cast your vote. So. They spend in literally billions of dollars and mm -hmm. uh, they want you to stay home. So um, that's one, but they also spend in billion, billions of dollars to get your vote. So with all this ger gerrymandering and new lines being drawn um, for districts and cutting certain cities and sections of towns out and sections of states out, need to educate yourself on that as well. Also in the state of Virginia, you know, we're here in the, the DC area, DMV, DC, Maryland, Virginia, I want to just give a shout out to, uh, I believe she is a candidate for controller, if I'm not mistaken, or attorney general. Um, but the candidate's name is Hala Ayala. I love that. That marketing possibilities okay. are okay, endless. Hala. It's H -A alliteration. Yes. H-A-L-A-A-Y-A-L-A. Hala Ayala. I want her to win and I want them to play Ja Rule. Hala, hala. Yes, yes. Hala Ayala. I wish I was in your state to vote. Unfortunately, I'm in a different state, but I'm all in and pushing all my chips to the center of the table for Hala Ayala. So um, <laughs> Google her, fascinating, great story. And uh, I think she's gonna be uh, great uh, for the state of Virginia, but I just absolutely positively love that name, Hala Ayala. Cause like, I now thought that's it was- name. When the commercial came out, I was like, what did the announcer say? He was like, Hala Ayala for blah, 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 blah. I was like, what? Hala Ayala, Hala Hala. That also makes me think of uh, the old dude on the Chappelle show. Holla, 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 what's wrong with ya? What is wrong with me? A lot, a lot. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I do have one more thing. Okay. Sorry, y'all. So have you heard about the... The Howard University students protesting. Oh boy, that boy, is some I. fuck shit. Ooh. I now my daughter went to Howard, so am I surprised? Absolutely not. They need to be ashamed of themselves for charging all that goddamn money to have those students living in those conditions. Mm. Um, I mean, the quad was decrepit as hell when she was going in there, and that was several years ago. And these are perhaps newer dorms where these issues are taking place. So um, if you are interested in learning more or supporting the students, um, there is an account on Instagram called underscore the live movement where they're posting about what's going on. Like they have posted some pictures today about the water that being used in the chem lab, you know, those eyewash stations that they have in, mm -hmm. in chem classrooms, those the water coming out. Like uh, in case of an emergency. Yeah, in case, you know, you splash something in your eye or whatever. Yeah. The water coming out of that shit was brown. Wow. I mean, there's literal mold and mushrooms growing in the students' rooms. The, there's rodents. Like, it's disgusting. 
Nobody should be living like that, let alone people who are paying upwards of $50,000 a year to go to what is the most, probably the most prestigious HBCU in this country. So Wayne Frederick, get your shit together, meet with these students, meet their demands, uh, and clear up what's happening because it's a shame. Mm. It's really a shame. Yeah, I did see that on the news and um, it's a very serious situation, but I did laugh. a number of students who were a uh, part of the protest, they uh, had signs with the um, the um, university president and it just had three simple words on it. It was a picture of the university president and I quote, the sign said, fuck them kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the like, culture for me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay, it's like that. So yeah, um, students he needs to been- get it together. Yeah, the students have been uh, featured prominently on the local news and they continue to have sit-ins and protests. So we applaud them for standing up for their rights and uh, hopefully uh, the university uh, can get the infrastructure uh, together there and um, you know use its endowment to uh, build new dorms or get some type of off-campus uh, housing until they can uh, rectify and build new dorms or you know rectify the situation with student housing. So um, we definitely uh, support and applaud them and they're our future leaders and uh, standing up for themselves and using social media very, very well. So hats off to yes, them. They got they their civics and government, the whole nine yards, uh, living that uh, life and uh, a living history lesson. So hopefully uh, their not demands we met, but certainly the things that they're concerned about will be addressed uh, properly and correctly um, before uh, too long. So hats off to the students here at uh, yes. our university. And they shouldn't be having a protest at the A building every other year for some bullshit. Get it together, Howard. Do yeah. better. Yeah. If you think uh, about uh, the um, pandemic last year, would have been a great time to uh, get in there and, you know, rip out carpets and, you know, do mold treatments and, you know, um, pestilence and those types of things. A lot of students were not on campus uh, last year. It took, uh, online classes or went back home as a matter of fact so um you know um hopefully they'll be able to get that together the kids should not uh, have to worry about all the things that they have to worry about as young adults getting an education and trying to um, get a job and have those things uh, sort of creep up and um you know be part of their college experience so uh, hats off to them and hopefully again this will be uh, rectified soon well hopefully. yes yes absolutely T-Patty, we are two-thirds of the way to 100. This is episode 67 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Digital Gumbo Podcast is available on all podcast platforms. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Deezer, and literally every podcast format. T-Patty, we sending out an SOS, not a save our souls, but share our shit. A lot of people have been uh, sharing the Digital Gumbo podcast. We thank you. And if you're a first time listener, we ask you to uh, share this podcast with somebody. Uh, Digital Gumbo podcast lives at the intersection of news, current events, race, culture, politics, the funny, and our intersection is located right next to the liquor store. We have been known to uh, <laughs> sip on an alcoholic beverage or two during the podcast. So we hope you have enjoyed it. And uh, our full library of episodes uh, is available literally everywhere you get your podcast. Now you're going to be with your family for Thanksgiving. So, you know, if you buy yourself, you can download some episodes. And when you're over there just laughing to yourself, you can just uh, put your headphones on and listen to the Digital Gumbo podcast. And when they're like, what's so funny? What's so funny? You can share the podcast with them, but you know, you could also 
be um, antisocial. Like, don't worry about it. Before, you know, before y'all get to fighting about the sweet potato pie, whose recipe is better, or somebody that messed up the gumbo or the macaroni and cheese, just uh, share the digital gumbo podcast with you. Yeah, also, shit. That's right, share our shit. You can also download us and listen to us in your car. Uh, as you make your road trip, and uh, we want everybody to be safe uh, during these uh, holidays uh, as well. So, um, you know, share uh, our shit, Digital Gumbo Podcast, and we'll be back. Um, let's see, Adris Elbow uh, had an affair tonight that he could not cancel. However, I'm hoping and trusting, that's my final thought, that the three of us will be able to come back. You know, it's like, yeah, it's been a minute. I think it's yeah. I think it was summer the last time we was all together. So we got to get our <laughs> we got to get our shit together and get back uh, on. So we uh, hopefully uh, episode sixty eight we'll get to everything together. Well, this was a very enlightening uh, episode of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. T Petty, any uh, last words or anything else I forgot to add? Listen, ladies, the seasons are about to change. Daylight savings time is coming to an end. Two things are about to happen right now. This is strictly for my ladies. Number one, the homosexuals are starting hobo. to look for the hobo. The homosexuals are starting to try to look for somewhere to settle down for the winter months. Keep your eyes open. Beware all homosexuals. Second part is it might be hard to spot them because it's also great sweatpants season. So enjoy great sweatpants season, but do not, do not fall victim to the homosexual girl. So it is my sacred duty as the only woman on this podcast to spread the word about both of these things. If y'all need to check the signs or whatever, just go ahead and drop us a line. You can call us on our number. Listen, I, I can tell you all about both things and how to enjoy great sweatpants season the way that you should without getting sucked into the homosexual lifestyle. So holla at your girl. Be careful out there. Okay, we might just have to might have to have you have a single subject pod to talk about that. <laughs> and we'll label it as such for ladies only. Um, and uh, we'll go ahead and leave things there. I had some more practical tips uh, while out shopping, ladies. Clutch your purse to your body, even if you're going to the gas station. Lock your car door. Um, and uh, fill up during the daytime because people's out here trying to get gifts and take uh, people, shit for one, uh, damn a purse and vehicles. So we need you to uh, be extra safe. So don't get got while you out uh, shopping and remember to fill up uh, during the daytime and uh, keep yourself safe, everybody, during That's uh, right. uh, the time when uh, the clocks uh, go back and um, you know, try and get some extra sleep and uh, the adjustment, certainly that first week is a little tough. So uh, we encourage everybody to be safe uh, during the daylight savings time change. Absolutely. Well, that is it, T-Patty. We are done. We are out. We will see everybody on the next episode. You good? I'm good. We out. One love. Bye, y'all. Bye. Share our shit. <laughs>